Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. When you make big changes in your life, sometimes it can be really hard for the rest of the family to kind of get on board with your decision. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, I wonder if you and your wife have felt that uh, in your parenting journey. We have a perfect relationship with all our extended family. I mean, that's just the the idea that uh, the the goal for us is to have those perfect relationships. That's what we have. No, actually, uh, John, this is a a common topic in counseling, actually. Uh, Extended family can dip into... Uh, the family. So you see people quickly. who feel this pressure or this conflict with extended family. Oh, all the time, all the time. The extended family feels like they they have a, a significant vote on the things going on in the home. And uh, one thing that my wife and I, at some point, we had to go to counseling ourselves in in our marriage. And one part of it was extended family mm. issues. In the Latino culture, the family, extended family, is very involved. And uh, we had to really sort some things out early in our marriage on what this looked like and what boundaries needed to be put in place. And uh, I remember my parents having a real difficult time as boundaries were placed. They wanted to get together every Sunday. Uh, They wanted our time. They wanted us to Mm. all have family time, which is not a bad thing. But we needed to establish the boundaries, the patterns, our own family and uh, that's, that's not a selfish thing to do. It's very healthy to put limits and boundaries as you learn to attach as a couple and as a family. And one of the big ones that uh, families are dealing with now are dietary differences. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, we want to turn the conversation to um, uh, something a little less stressful, perhaps, although it is stressful to have clutter around the house. And we're going to talk about decluttering and how to do that when you have kids in the home. Uh, here's Joshua Becker talking to Jim Daly and me. All right, Joshua, let's move this uh, discussion into the kids' zone. Uh, <laughs> how do you deal with all the toys? I mean, I've got a basement full of toys that the boys have outgrown, and we've got foster kids that come through that you know they've enjoyed them. But I think the toy clutter is the thing for me that mm. can be most distracting, especially when I step on that stinking Lego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times have I done mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. You know, middle of the night, going down to check something. Ouch. Have you done that? Oh, uh, so many times. Yes. Uh, we need to take that guy to court, the inventor of Lego, for <laughs> damages got, to the sole of our money. feet. <laughs> probably got some money if you want to go after him. <laughs> what do we do? Well, I think the uh, the first thing always, uh, before anything else, I I try to remind parents that it is it is entirely unfair for your first act of decluttering to be all of your kids' oh. stuff. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, because that's where most people run to. I can't wait to get rid of all the toys and the teenager's room and, and all that stuff. But the reality is we've, we've got to do our own stuff first. The kids have to see, see us doing it. They have mm-hmm. to see us explaining why we're doing it. Um, number one, just to set the example, but number two, because we then – I think go through the emotions that they're going to go through. We find some uh, solutions and some tricks and some things that will help them when when we get to their space. So, okay, that's fair. You declutter yourself, at least start the process, but then I'm getting back to the Legos. How do we actually then go back to the basement and declutter? Don't you have like bins and bins of (laughs) of that plastic uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's confession and then there's stupidity. (laughs) This falls under stupidity. (laughs) We have lots of those little things. But, you know, there's just so much stuff. So once you're demonstrating it, Mm. your kids can see it and they're going, wow, that's really neat, Dad. You're throwing everything away. Just don't throw my stuff away. 
Yes, son. Let's have a discussion about that. Yeah. Where yeah. do we go from there? Yeah. So um, with almost any aspect of kids' stuff, uh, I think that physical boundaries uh, is so helpful. So we had declutter our home. We spent four, five, six months going through all of our stuff, the bathrooms and bedrooms and kitchens. And That's then we, good to hear right there. That's not a weekend. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, and then we got to my son's toy room and um, it was in the basement. He had a whole room full of toys. And we said, hey, I, I think he knew it was coming because we'd been through all the other rooms. And we said, okay, Salem, here's the deal. You can have as many toys as you want that fit against this wall. In the toy room. Sounds big. Uh, you, yeah, you can decide what you want to keep. You can decide which toys are most important, but they have to fit against this wall. Anything that overflows from that wall, we're going to get rid of and we're going uh, to pass along. Um, and so I think that this empowers them to make the decisions about what to keep. They can see the, the physical space. So I can keep this, but then I have to get rid of that. It helps them recognize that. We use that for kids clothes my kid my daughter's artwork collection we've since moved it down to my my daughter it's no longer the the wall it's her closet whatever toys fits in her closet <laughs> you're being successful at it yeah it's yeah. uh it works and i think it's actually very important for kids to learn boundaries i mean kids who don't learn boundaries become adults who don't who don't set them and just the the reality of life is we all have time boundaries we all have space boundaries we have financial yeah. boundaries and and all of life is deciding what we're going to put within our finite resources sure. and helping them learn that early is really good for them. So how do you deal with the uh, extended family members that really love to mm. indulge your children because they're the last born of the generation. They're the cutest kids ever. Of course, you agree with all that. But, yeah. but every Christmas and every birthday, there just comes this load mm. of uh, you know wonderful things for them to enjoy. Yeah. Of course, the Bible on love languages tells us that gift giving is a, is a love language, yeah. which I, I tend to agree with. I, I don't think that the idea of humans exchanging gifts is a result of this consumeristic society, right? We've been doing it for years, uh, forever, since the beginning of time. We've been uh, exchanging gifts to show love, respect, and appreciation. So uh, I, I don't, I don't want to take that away. I don't want to take the opportunity for my parents to show love to their grandkids by, by giving gifts. Uh, but I think that there are some principles that can be helpful, uh, quality over quantity. So if you're going to spend $100, don't get... Ten $10 toys, but get two $50 toys. Uh, needs over wants. Kids are always changing and growing, and they're certain th getting into new hobbies and passions. And so uh, these are some things they need that they're getting into. Uh, experiences over possessions, um, hmm. you know, yeah. uh, Zoom memberships and movie tickets and yeah. dinners out. It's, uh, you step on those are far less than, than Legos. <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, and then the the fourth one is always provide gift lists whenever possible. Uh, as That's well. a good and, idea. And being very early on it, you know, uh, Christmas time is coming. It's you know beginning of November. Like that's the time to be putting together the list to these to your grandparents. Uh, hey, here's some things my kids are getting into. Here's what they're interested in. These would be some helpful that's a good gifts. Idea. When you just set them off on their own to go get whatever, you know, they're just going to get whatever's mm. popular on the toy shelves. Some great advice about setting boundaries, especially with kids. And, Danny, let's go ahead and dive into that a little bit more. This is hard. You mentioned it earlier on. Um, setting limits with extended family is sometimes impossible, it seems, especially um, when you're talking about schooling choices. Like when we homeschooled, there was some pushback. Hey, this is the early 90s, and our parents didn't really know all the advantages that we saw. But you, you talk about 
what you do in the home. You talk about the, the what you serve at the table. You talk about the stuff you buy, the clothes you have, the habits you have, the TV you do or do not have. There's a lot of flashpoints there for families. Yeah, and <clears throat> the important piece is, is how we're filtering what extended family's trying to do. They're trying to be helpful. They're, they're trying to be loving. They really want the best for uh, you as a couple and, and uh, just us as a family. And that helped me filter what was happening when extended family was talking to me. And that's, that's uh, the, probably the most important tool uh, a family can have as, as they're dealing with this. And I've used that many times in, in a counseling setting because one of them, a common one, is a dietary, gluten-free now. If someone might be gluten-free, the other one's not, and why are you doing that? Yeah. And all these questions come. Another one is gifts. Why shouldn't we do this many gifts for birthday or for Christmas? And you're yeah. saying, hey, we're trying to declutter our house. We have so many toys. Can you can we do something different? And they have... But uh, a lot of times, family, those gifts time. are a, an expression of great love, and, and, and it just seems right that we give these things. Right. And it's giving them another idea, giving them a solution okay. to it. Saying, we, we know you want to give gifts. Maybe it's uh, a, an investing account for the child. Maybe it's an educational account. Uh, po- it, it could possibly be an experience. Maybe they go out to dinner or do other things. Being creative is really the key to that. The, there are people that have a, a love language that is very focused on gifts and want to give gifts all the time. Foster that in a different way is creative, but also works for decluttering the home because that can get stressful. The other one you mentioned was schooling, and there can be differences of philosophy. Why aren't you sending your kids to a Christian school? Why not homeschooling? As a couple, you have to agree on what or really have the conversation. What what are we choosing and why? And then uh, in a consistent way, articulate that with extended family. This is what we've chosen. Thank you for your input. We know you love our kids. You love our family. We appreciate that. We've listened to what you've said. This is what we've decided, and I hope you can uh, you can respect that. And, and just saying it in a friendly way that you're bridging, you don't need to be defensive yeah. with your extended family. That's just not going to Uh, really help out in the long term. Yeah, you're really good with words. I appreciate that. And Joshua is really good with the ideas on decluttering. So get a copy of Joshua Becker's book, Clutter Free with Kids. And uh, we'll send a copy to you when you make a donation of any amount to help us as we produce podcasts like this, have a number of websites, and uh, we've got videos, books, magazines. we got all sorts of stuff to clutter up your house. But start by donating online, and we'll send a copy of the book, Clutter Free with Kids. Well, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the rest of the team, I'm John Fuller. Next time, we're going to be talking about the issue of shame in parenting. And for now, this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 